1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are back. Another week of the Me Bros podcast. Hope everybody's doing well out there. We're back for another week. I am your host, Damon. Uh, Jeremy, Jarrett, how we feeling, fellas?
0: I'm feeling fantastic. You know why? Because I told you about the Bucks. I told you about the Rockets. I told you about the Nuggets. Not feeling really confident mm-hmm. right now in the 76ers the way they were playing tonight. But it's okay. We live, baby. Woo!
2: Jerry, you do realize only one of those teams is actually up in the series?
0: <laughs> yes. Yes.
2: <laughs> but they're
1: up. Silence. In, in JD, how you feeling over there, man? You good? Uh
2: I'm good, man. Corona Light got me feeling right.
1: Boy. I'm ready to get into some of these Corporate J. Corporate J. This hey, man is sitting hey. on his free time drinking Jack a Corona. Jack I
2: have my Corona Light and you guys will not bother me.
1: You're officially in your mid 30s, sir. Uh but yeah, guys, uh Glad to see you guys are, are doing well on this fine Tuesday afternoon. Uh we got a lot to get into though, fellas. Uh the Rockets have tied. The Warriors uh it is now 2-2 in that series. Going back to Golden State. I uh, we'll get into that. Also, Ty Lu is right now negotiating his contract with the Lakers. Um, I don't think anybody's surprised about that. LeBron is his is his ace. Uh so uh we got a lot to talk about, especially with the with the with the NBA, with the playoffs, uh playoffs looming around so let's get right into it man what do you guys think about this Warriors and Rockets series let's start with Jeremy
2: um I am a little surprised that it's 2-2 because I picked the Warriors to win in five I thought they'd win the first two games I thought they win one of the games in Houston and they closed it out next game that obviously didn't happen but honestly should I be surprised no this is what the Warriors do you should
1: be surprised James Harden's the best player on the planet
2: well, on which plan? coming in. Um <laughs> <laughs> here, here, here's the thing. Um well first off, the best player on the planet is Kawhi Leonard, but um He's making an argument <laughs> right now through, Yeah. Um but just looking at the series as a whole, the Warriors get bored. They've been bored all season. They get up, they do the same kind of stuff against the Clippers. It's like, oh man, wait. There's expectations on us to win. People actually think we got pressure. Let's see what we can. Do. Jeremy, okay, we'll go win. Jeremy,
1: they knew they weren't bored after the first quarter of Game Three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep,
1: the but, boy's been trying hard. <laughs>
2: uh, but I mean, you could make that argument. Of they knew they weren't bored when they were down by the to the Clippers. Like every minute of Game Five.
1: It's a it's a different team than the Clippers, with Jeremy. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to cut, cut is, you off. Go ahead, and
2: finish. It, no, no, you're good. You're good. Um, I mean, they're still gonna win in six, so it's gonna be the same result as the Clippers. But um. No, I'm not concerned at all. Clay Thompson um, has been off all series. Clay Thompson is due for a big game because we all know Clay Thompson has one big game every four games, um, and he hasn't had that yet. So Clay's due for a big one. Um, Steph's due for a big one. KD's been playing well, but I think this offense needs to get more ball movement um, and not so much iso ball. I think they are kind of gotten away from what they do, but that's generally what they do when they play against the Rockets for some reason. And I thought Rick Buecher made a very – very big point today um, I was listening to him and he was talking about uh, the Warriors home field uh, home, home court advantage isn't nearly as big as it was before and he pointed out the Warriors play in Oakland and the first couple years tickets prices were really low so the people that were coming to watch the Warriors games in Oakland tended to be a little bit more rowdy and now that the ticket prices have gotten higher and higher and higher and higher you don't have the same kind of clientele coming to visit these games. And therefore, it's a little more I don't know, laissez faire is what you would call it, but it's 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 nobody's really that into the game. <laughs> so you
1: say Laissez faire? <laughs> yeah, I did.
2: I did.
1: What movie is that from? Uh, it, is it, that from Home Alone? I don't, I
2: don't You know you know what? No, that's Les Les Copet.
1: Shout out Macaulay Culkin, I, man.
2: Yeah, man. Um <laughs> I don't, I don't even know how we got into Macaulay Culkin, but, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like what happened with Candlestick Park in uh, San Francisco when they went to Levi Stadium. Um, you know, everybody complained about Candlestick being, oh, man, it's so dirty, it's so grimy, it's in the middle of the hood, blah, 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 blah. And what happened? That's that's why they had their best fans. And after they moved, they can't win any games at home. So um, I think that's something to watch out for. But as far as the series goes, they have no chance of losing this series. Come on, stop.
1: Eighty-five. How you feeling about this, man? Jerry so, has no worries in the world. The, the Warriors go back home, take Game Five. They go to Houston and win Game Six.
0: So I mean, um, not
1: saying it's not possible, but I, I don't see that happening. I see I see Houston still in Game Five, and I see them going back and losing at home in Game Six, and I see I see Game Seven like I feel like I. I want the I want Houston to win. I like the Warriors, but I like I want Houston to win. But I see the Warriors winning in seven, tight tight game seven. But go ahead, Jared.
0: So here here's what I gotta say. I'm just trying to figure out who's having a worse week so far, Stephen Curry or Ayesha Curry. So let's get it going right now, Steph. (laughs) How in the world? I I I, I'm just at the point right now where I I have to take it off the court. We're take it off the court we respect. can we can go okay. off the court. I mean, I first all, let's, go, let's, go, let's, go, let's go let's go to speak on Aisha for a second. Uh, she was on the Red Table Talk today with the lovely Jada Pinkett Smith and uh her daughter and her mom. And uh basically said, Hey, I want more guys to hit on me because it made me feel better. Um, what? Uh next. Let's go back. Yeah, that
2: that show is pretty much uh the shot for women.
0: That, yeah, I made mean,
2: that. A, 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 whole, a whole bunch of people agreeing, and nobody actually having disagreements.
0: Yeah, I mean, literally, I, I, I'm look, I'm looking there and I'm like, hmm. even if that was something you were thinking, that'd be a bad, like a terrible thing to think. But you didn't catch that when you started to say that out loud. Like, you didn't. It didn't get caught. Like, you know, you guys don't realize. I'm not sure if any of you guys have ever in front
1: heard. of his mom. Yes, in front of his mom.
0: Yeah, but and here's the thing. I'm not sure if you guys. What ever she gone, said,
1: Jerry, She was like, "That's dangerous."
0: She said, "Oh, that, that can get very dangerous," is what uh, Steph's mom said. Uh, but I'm not sure if you guys have ever seen the pool where there's, um, you know, where the the water comes in and comes out. And you know, a lot of times people, are like, oh no, this thing flew in there. It's going to disappear. No, it's not. You know why? Because there's a filter in there. The filter stops bad things from clogging out the pool. And at a certain point, you have to have a filter. And apparently, she doesn't have one. Let's move on. Um, Steph Curry. Wow, I I'm at the point now where I don't want to hear anybody tell me about how he's better than, you know, he's all he's a t- top three, he's better than Kevin Durant. No, 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 he may be more important, and I I would I would argue that right now on this team, but I'm so tired of people giving oh no, no Steph Curry, Steph Curry's been awful. He's been awful this series. Yesterday he had a pretty good game, and that literally was he had a whole lot of layups and things early on. But his showboating, his arrogance on the court is baffling for him to, like, like – I mean, you think about it. Game three, right, he misses a point-blank left-hand layup, and they're going to blame him on his finger. But okay, maybe, but it's a left-hand layup. Make it. Then at the end of the game, you're down five. Steph, you're not Russell Westbrook. Like, you're not, oh, I'm just going to explode. the. to You go for this cut-back dunk and then miss the dunk, and then y'all don't even foul. Five, down five with – you know, as much time, I think it was 14 seconds on the clock, and as much as the Rockets choked free throws,
1: Jared, um, that was garbage look, time.
0: It like, was I, I hate that Steph got
1: pent, but that was garbage time.
0: Listen, here, here's the thing. Yeah, Jared, it was garbage I, I think, time. It
1: really Jared, didn't quick, matter. It was quick, just embarrassing. Another,
2: another, another quick point. Another quick point on that too is Jared. You do realize Steph has the second best plus minus in the series behind Austin Rivers, right?
0: Jeremy, he. It Jeremy, By us, the us, way, is I've a, said it on this
1: podcast before. Austin Rivers is a, a certified baller. Baller,
0: he is. He is. Was, he, ever <laughs> since he came back, back he and, missed game one. He's got heart and he's clutch. Yeah, I mean, and, but here is the other part. Of, I this plus, plus minus. I think a lot of times people can take that out of context, in the sense that uh, Kevin Durant had a lower plus minus in game three than Steph Curry, and Steph Curry was awful in that game. But in in the in the sense, like I'll give you an example. Last night in the, the Celtics Bucks game. Giannis and Chris Middleton go to the bench, and the bench goes off for, and goes on a 16-6 run. Like, and so the bench deserve, definitely deserves some uh, huge credit for that. But the best player in the game was Giannis. Like, there, it wasn't Pat Connaughton. Right? Likewise, the best player on the Warriors in this series has been Kevin Durant. The best player in the series has either been Kevin Durant or James Harden, depending on how you want to look at it. And Steph Curry right now has not – risen to the moment that we expect from him. And I think at the end of the day, I think the Warriors are in big trouble, and I think this is why. I'm not sure how many of you guys paid attention to it, but Andre Iguodala got hurt on the last play of the game. They said last night he had severe limp. So Andre Iguodala uh, has a severe limp, and he's been starting, and he's been shooting the ball extremely well. Um, Who else is going to come in? Are you guys comfortable with Alfonso McKinney playing legit 20, 30 minutes a game? I wouldn't be. Sean Livingston's old. I mean, he can give you 15 minutes. He ain't going to be starting for you. And then what happens if you have to bring Bogut in the game? Then they're going to bring Capella in to help with rebounding, and then Capella's going to set screen, and it's going to be hard and ISOed on on Andrew Bogut for consecutive series until they take Andrew Bogut out of the game. I think that injury is a huge deal. Obviously, last year when they struggled, Andre Iguodala had gotten hurt, and that's what the Warriors blamed on them getting down 3-2. I expect the Rockets to win the next two games. Wrap this series up. Four to two. Let's go. Wow.
2: Jared, Jared, just to point on some of that, um, some of that nonsense. First off, Steph Curry is by far the most important player on our team. I'd argue that Steph Curry is probably still he's been the best player in the league for the last five years. Um the reason why you're gonna see it next year, they're gonna continue to win. They're going to continue to thrive, and it's because of what Steph Curry
1: does. I agree. I think they're going to be better next year once KD leaves.
2: Chris Chris Broussard said he talked to a high-level NBA coach. He said this is not someone who is on the bubble or anything. He said this is a current NBA coach who said when they play the Warriors, they breathe a sigh of relief when Steph Curry steps off the floor. They're really not that concerned with Durant. They say Durant's going to do what he does, but with Steph Curry, even if he's playing terrible – our entire game plan is set around stopping Steph Curry. Uh, the, and that's essentially what the what the Rockets' game plan is. The Rockets are pretty much leaving P.J. Tucker on KD. I saw at all times. Anytime Steph Curry touches the ball, they are trying to trap. They are trying to make sure he gets no open looks. They are doubling. They are doing whatever they can to make sure Steph doesn't get going. Because if Steph gets going, you are pretty much cooked.
0: That, that's the truth. Steph Curry is... is Steph Curry's the greatest shooter we've ever seen in our lives. But here's the problem: one, next year they're gonna they're gonna be like Trailblazers. It's gonna be CJ McCollum and Dame Lillard, aka Clay Thompson and, and Steph Curry. And secondly, if we're gonna look at it from a realistic standpoint, Steph Curry, if you can get him off his th- his th- the three point line and get him off his spots, which the Rockets have been doing, then you limit him significantly. Yesterday he was 12 for 25 from the field, didn't have a bad game, but they held him to 14 i four or 14 threes, which means in this series. Currently, he is is 12 of 46 threes. So I think at the end of the day, we have to look at it and say, if you can get stuff off his spot for the threes, which Rockets have shown a a propensity to do. And in the playoffs, here's another thing that we're we're ignoring. Same thing that hurts Harden in the playoffs, hurts hurts Steph in the playoffs. Harden gets hurt in the playoffs because they allow more physicality and he doesn't go to the free throw line as much. That's been his kind of enigma. Steph? In the playoffs, they allow a lot more clutching, a lot more grabbing, a lot more rough play. Steph doesn't like it. Steph gets out of rhythm. When the, when 2016, when the Cavs beat the, the Warriors, what was a, a major significant component. Every time he came off a screen, somebody that grabbed manager. him or, or, or tri, uh, Tristan Thompson <laughs> gave him a stuff Steph wasn't it. Shut up. I don't want to hear that. Uh, so at the end of the day, it boils down to this. Steph Curry is not that guy right now in the playoffs. And I expect James Harden knows to wrap this thing up.
2: Hey Jared, one, one last point. Um, you said Steph would bother Steph in the playoffs. So Steph in the regular season, for his career, averages twenty three point five points per game, on forty seven point seven percent shooting, uh, and he averages four point five rebounds and six point six assists. In the playoffs, um, he averages what is it twenty five point eight points per game. So his points per game goes up. He shoots a slightly lower percentage. He goes to forty-five point two. He still shoots forty-one percent from the three-point line, um, and he averages more rebounds and more assists. So, like this, this thought that Steph Curry's stats is fall off in the playoffs is not. No, a, it doesn't fall off completely in the playoffs. It
0: falls off when he plays legitimate teams in the playoffs.
2: And and you, this this entire narrative of well, him and James Harden do the same thing. No, he doesn't because he's going to have the most rings out of everybody in this decade.
0: Uh first off, no, he's not. I mean, if you're gonna say decade, maybe because it's twenty nineteen, so the season if he wins the title this year, that gets to four. He has the most in a decade. Yeah. But with that being said, I don't I, I don't give credit to stuff. I give credit stuff I I give stuff credit curry a lot of credit for his first ring. These last if they win this year, these last three, I don't give any of them a, a, a ton of credit. You put four all NBA players under thirty on the same team with the deep bench. Like, you should win three straight. Like, I, I'm not giving you. I think at the end of the day, the person who was. like
2: Miami, doesn't
0: it? No. Miami didn't have one, didn't have a deep bench. Two, did not have four All NBA players, had three, and also had significant flaws. Ray Allen, Ray Allen, wasn't starting know, for Boston. I know you
1: guys. If you guys there. get into Miami talks,
0: so, you let me be just all say one last, let's, thing. Let's, one last thing. Let's, Ray let's Allen wasn't even point. starting. He wasn't even starting for the Celtics when he came over to the Heat. The Celtics offered him the veteran minimum. Let's not act like he was an All NBA player like Draymond was or Clay was when he. They
2: there. didn't offer him anything. Ray, Ray Allen said they didn't offer it to him because they wanted to get rid of him.
0: Whoa! Well, they did that for All NBA players. Okay. All
1: right. Let's move on, guys. Let's go to a ne- to, to the next series. Uh big shocker here. I I'm, I'm sad to say that I'm 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 close to the brink of Owen Jared um <clears throat> a little money, but uh the Celtics man came out hot, one game one, and the Bucks have pretty much dominated the last three games. Uh the, the the Celtics are obviously on the brink of elimination. Uh let's talk about who who who's the biggest person that should be blamed for this because obviously coming into the season they were hot. Uh coming into the playoffs they were hot and it seems like it just hasn't been there. Uh, let's start with Jared. Who who's the most to blame in the Celtics and Bucks? Uh, pretty much beat down from the Bucks.
0: I think there's a uh, a pie that needs to be uh, chopped up in several pieces. Person's getting fifty percent of this pie. He's getting half the piece. He's getting all. He's getting four out of the eight slices. It's gonna be Kyrie Irving, and you know why? Because Kyrie Irving has made that team worse. I said it throughout the year. They were better without Kyrie. And it's not because Kyrie is not a fantastic player. I want him to join back up with LeBron in in L.A. I think he'd be a great, great fit there. But the reason why Kyrie doesn't fit that team is because that team, everybody needs the ball moving around. And Kyrie, when he's on the court, takes a lot of shots and the ball doesn't move as well, and they've regressed.
2: That sounds like a team in L.A.
0: Uh, I've, I haven't seen that team in L.A. win without without that certain person either. So I've seen the Celtics make the conference finals without without Kyrie, and I, look, I looked at this year. They won more games without Kyrie, and they, they seem like a better team. And I think the other part of it that's not being spoken about much is Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum don't get along very well with Kyrie. And I, I've i talked to people who uh, – who have intimate information about that that relationship? And apparently, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are extremely close, but they absolutely hate Kyrie Irving, and Kyrie Irving absolutely hates them. And they don't. It, it, sometimes it's just chemistry, but sometimes it's off the court things. And I think when it boiled down to game one, everybody was shooting extremely well. Gordon Hayward was giving you twenty points. Al Horford was shooting a whole lot of threes. Kyrie was cooking. I mean, it was, it's fun. It's easy to have fun. I mean, I could. My ex-wife, it, it, in the times where we went out and, and we were on vacation, things are great. What happens when you come back home and you got to do the dishes and nobody wants to cook? How is life then? So that was what was going on with the Celtics. They uh, What they, <laughs> I'm telling you, and even in the worst marriage, they, episode, you can have bro. you Every can have episode. great you can have great Every vacation episode. times. <laughs>
1: We do for a terrible analogy every episode. No, no, <laughs> that's, that's a
0: perfect analogy. Yeah. That's a bad marriage I have right now. When things are going well, yeah, you know, it's 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 the wife's birthday. They go out to to uh, to Ruth Chris. They go out and they, they get they get a great steak. Oh man, it's the best night ever. This thing is working out fantastic. But what happens when you're back at home and nobody wants to cook or do the dishes and you guys keep ordering Uber Eats but don't have any money? That's the Celtics. So. First part part of the pie, 50%, four slices out of the eight slices of the piece, goes to Kyrie Irving. I'm going to give two slices to my boy Brad Stevens. I think Brad Stevens is a great coach. He is being outcoached by Budenhoser. Budenhoser is one of the best coaches in the game. I said that before the series. Another one slice is going to go to Jason Tatum. I know Jason Tatum is young, but he has regressed significantly this year based on what we expected. I think a part of that is Kyrie. Uh, but I think a part of that is just regression. So uh, he's got to get a slice of that pie, and the last slice has got to go to Mr. Indiana, Mr. Butler University, Gordon Hayward. Look, man, I think at the end of the day, I'm glad you got your money before you got hurt. But you need a whole another. Awesome you to get back a year. Yeah, come I mean, this, on, come yeah, on, man. I mean,
1: he's, he's looking a lot better. You can't give You, you can't give Gordon a slice of that pie. He, he's, he's starting to play better. He's no, picking up slack in a year.
2: Wait, wait, wait. Let, let me take over. Let me take over for this. First off, I ain't giving. Brad Stevens, 50% of the pie. And I'm giving another 35% of the pie to Gordon Hayward. Because them
0: two alone. Whoa, are whoa, wait, why wait. this team has been played. T- wait, t- wait, wait, wait. You're, Jeremy, Kyrie's cut it out. Ter- <laughs> you're, you're giving cut Kyrie. It and Ma- at max, yeah. you're giving Kyrie 15% of the credit for them, them losing. Uh, I'm giving him 10 and I'm giving t- Tatum 5. Wait, 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 wait. What?
2: Kyrie has not played what? Wait, no, no, no. Let me finish. Kyrie has not played well. Kyrie has played the worst I've seen him play. But here's the thing: people are making it out like Kyrie wasn't on this team last year, like he didn't play with this team last year. He played as many games for the Celtics in the regular season last year as Kawhi played this year for the Raptors. So to pretend like this team just wasn't was winning last year without Kyrie, even though they were 41 and 19 when Kyrie played and they were only 20, 25 and 16 when he didn't play, is is ludicrous. So what is the new piece? The new piece is gordon hayward gordon hayward in this series and let me give you the numbers gordon hayward has played 130 minutes they've been outscored by 49 points with gordon hayward on the floor you know what's happened in the other what is it 72 minutes he hasn't played 120 minutes he played the other 72 minutes he hasn't played they've outscored the bucks by 31 points so i'm going to say brad stevens continually to insert uh, Gordon Hayward into the lineup is killing this team. And I'm, I'm, it's hard to blame Gordon Hayward because he's just trying to come back and play. But from the get-go this season, he immediately inserted a guy who obviously wasn't ready. This guy in the series is playing 30 minutes a game and averaging 7.5 points per game on 34.6% shooting. And this is the guy you guys continue to put in the game. Continue to put him in the game. And I think that's what's the biggest, the biggest... I guess fray in the commu- in the communication because the players know. The players know this is hey, this is his college coach looking out for it, for his old player cuz he has affection for him. They know that. And so <laughs> Gordon Hayward and Brad Stevens, first of all, Brad Stevens <laughs> I, I don't like everybody's been annoying to him for uh, forever. Like oh man, he's the greatest coach ever. I mean, at some point in time, you actually got to win something to be the greatest coach ever. Uh, Jared has a tendency to be the first on the bandwagon. And they, were, they you guys kind of did that with LeBron for a while until he won something uh, in Miami. But anyway, overall, I'm going to blame Kyrie because he hasn't played well. I'm going to blame mainly Brad Stevens because he's been terrible. Gordon Hayward has been awful. Jason Tatum has not been great. And I want to bring up one point because you say, oh, man, Kyrie's got to do a better job of getting other guys involved. Uh, with this guy, I'm, I'm not even going to call his name. Somebody in L.A. Who players play bad with them and they go oh man they got to figure it out and, and he didn't try to they, i don't i don't remember kyrie trying to trade tatum or uh or brown so at the end of the day i'm gonna put some of it on kyrie but some of it's got to go to the players i'm not blaming kyrie Irving for jason tatum shooting 37 percent on 11 11.5 points per game i'm not blaming kyrie for that you are you, are, make you
0: are you blaming hey. kyrie for going 19 for 62 in his last three games are you blaming kyrie yeah, for co- coming out and saying yesterday no, now, let's put let's, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through Kyrie's quote. Now Kyrie was the guy who wanted his own team. Kyrie was the guy who did not. But y'all keep saying Kyrie said he wanted his own team. He said he didn't want to be on LeBron's no, no, team. No, LeB- From what every all the reports said is, Kyrie Irving said, "I don't want to be Scottie Pippen. I want to be Michael Jordan. I want my own team." That's what the, the reports are. He said.
2: But but here's the here's the issue. The issue is because if he if that was the case, he wouldn't want to go play with KD.
0: Jeremy, whenever it, whenever Kyrie hit that shot, it masked everything. It allowed people to start talking about him being this elite player, this, oh, man. And, and Kyrie's a very, very talented player. But one of the things that it was able to hide was the fact that, one, Kyrie needs you to carry him at least 20 games in the regular season when he's out. And two, Kyrie goes through stretches in every postseason.
2: So, so, so Kawhi doesn't?
0: Yeah, yes, he does. Kawhi, but but here's the thing, Kawhi, Kawhi needs you to carry him somewhat through the regular season, but then when he gets to the playoffs, what
2: ca- about Steph?
0: Get, can I finish? Steph clearly needs you to yeah, carry. Continue, because I mean, I just want to make. Some, but Jeremy, are those I, guys I, I, as good? Kyrie Irving, you're about as when Kyrie Irving Superstar. said. Jeremy, all right, let's let's put it in perspective. Does, does Kawhi have a title as the best player on his team? You can
2: say he does, but not necessarily. Like, here's the thing. Like you guys always come up with this MVP means you're the best guy on the team. That is, that means the sport. No, right? I'm not because saying the MVP, MVP means that. Are, I, are you are you gonna tell me? Are you gonna tell me that Ka- Ka- that Kawhi was as important, averaging 18 six and two, as Kyrie was averaging 29 five and six?
0: No, no not. But I'm you're what not. I'm telling you is he this. wasn't as important. <laughs> At the end of the day, though, Kyrie Irving, every season is gonna give you a two or three game stretch where he plays terrible. Every postseason, he's gonna do that. He did that That his last year in, in Cleveland with LeBron when they, they took him out when they were down 26 points versus the Pacers and LeBron went on a streak and then Kyrie started pouting. That was when they closed out game four. Kyrie started pouting, had two terrible games to start off versus Toronto the uh, next series.
2: But but leave out out against the Celtics when they they took LeBron out and and he came back essentially by himself. Jimmy, I'm not telling you Kyrie
0: doesn't have the ability to do that, but that was for one game. (laughs) Kyrie had a three-game stretch. What we're seeing right now from Kyrie is typical Kyrie. Kyrie is extremely talented, but Kyrie, whenever his shot is not falling and you're playing playoff defense, which can get more physical, he has a stretch to get cold. And those stretches typically last. And what he said, I thought, made a ton of sense. He said, "Oh, they're guarding me full court, and it's a lot. You guys don't understand how difficult it is when a team is focusing all their efforts to try to stop you."
2: Well, well, he did not say that. You are you are exaggerating. Well, what he said, "I'm going to play." He the said, they have guarded me full court, and it takes a lot more energy for me to play whenever whenever you're getting guarded that way." He did not I'm, say you don't understand. He didn't well, say all yeah, that. Just
0: listen, you you basically just quoted me verbatim. I don't know what you're talking about. So, with that being said, (laughs) Kyrie was acknowledging that being a number one and having that that amount of attention takes a toll on you. And I think now he's finally realizing that was a toll that LeBron was carrying to allow him to not get double-teamed and to be able to have the freedom to score the points he scored and the way he looked. As I've said, and I'm going to stick to it, I'm going to pass it to you, but as I've said for years, Kyrie, when you're building a house, is not the foundation. Kyrie is the chandelier. Yes, he increases the value. I, I, I. I'm not saying that's a
1: great analogy, right there. I do. He used the change and I'm not saying the terrible. house. He's terrible. He, he provide, but no, Jerry, He, yeah, it's, very, it it's provide very a lot valuable. of light for the house. I mean, it, it's it. And,
2: and, and right, first off, first I like off, I, I just want I just want to bring you guys back to a 2016 series. You might remember it. It was when the when the Cavaliers were down three one to the Warriors. You guys remember who took over in Game Five?
0: Kyrie had a great. great oh, it was that guy named
2: Kyrie Irving? Yeah, the guy, the guy who was seventeen of twenty-four, shooting seventy-one percent in Game Five, and then came out and scored twenty in the first half of Game Six, and then came out and hit the biggest shot in NBA history, possibly in Game Seven. Like I'm not ruling out the Celtics coming back and winning the series. If you look at this series, Game One, they died, they destroyed the Bucks. Game Two and Game Three, the Bucks made twenty and 3 pointers. If the Bucks shoot like that, they're going to win. And they will close the series out. But game four, the way the Celtics were playing, they were up twelve to fifteen points, and they couldn't make a shot. They missed like fifteen to twenty wide open. So the Bucks. So in a, in, a, in a in a typical game, if the Bucks don't shoot, don't I'll say this: if the Bucks don't knock down 15 3 pointers, the the Celtics playing a normal game are going to beat them. And I'm not ruling out Kyrie going off in Game 5 and, and, and extending the series. So if Kyrie goes off in Game 5 and extends the series, Game 6 is back in Boston. There's no way they lose another game in Boston. They will, they, they go back and win Game 6, and then you come to Game 7, and anything happened to Game 7, and all the pressure's are back on, the, on, on to the Bucks. So I'm not ruling out no coming back to win the series. But overall, I think this notion, like, here's the thing about Kyrie. Kyrie makes a lot of dumb statements in the media. He does that on a consistent basis. And I think that's why Kyrie gets so much media scrutiny whenever he doesn't play well. But if we're talking about strictly on the court, the way Kyrie's playing now, it's not nearly as bad as Dame L- Little played last year when he played against Drew Holiday. He might hold that against him. He's not even really playing as bad as Steph Curry. has played for most of this series. And nobody's really getting on Steph. So overall, what I'm going to say about Kyrie is he's missing wide open shots that he normally makes. Now in this series, I think the, the, that the Celtics still have a good chance of coming back and winning. I think that, Game one, they destroyed them. Game two and three, the Bucks shot made 23-pointers and 15 three-pointers and shot a crazy percentage. And then in game four, the Celtics really should have dominated the game. They were just missing wide-open shots. So I could see Kyrie going off, scoring 40 points in game five, bringing the game back to game six in, in Boston, getting a, a wild crowd to win, get another win. And then before you know it, they're back into game seven, and, oh, the pressure's back on the Bucks now. So... I'm not ruling him out coming back in this series. But overall, my thought process on it is if you continue to put Gordon Hayward in the games when he's obviously not suited to play right now, I mean, this is what's going to happen. The guy's shooting 34.6% and averaging 7.5 points per game in 30 minutes per game. I mean, nothing else needs to be said
1: but we appreciate you guys tuning in as always uh make sure you follow us on instagram uh tell your friends about us share as as much as you can Uh, our ig tag is Ami bros underscore podcast uh jbj you guys got any last thoughts for the listeners out there
0: um hey look man I, i just want to tell everybody before i wrap this thing up Another five-star committed to Clemson. Actually, two since the last podcast. Demarcus Bowman, number two running back in the country out of Florida. Number one player out of Florida committed to Clemson on Friday. And then Sunday, number one quarterback in the country. Rivals number one overall player, DJ Ungalile, declares that he's going to Clemson. And then next week, we got a guy out of Powder Springs, Georgia, Miles Murphy, number two overall player on 24-7, number two overall player on ESPN, number one defensive end in the country expected to commit to Clemson next week. I mean, that's going to be four straight weeks with a five-star committing. Guys, this is getting ridiculous. Let's go.
2: Hey, hey guys, um just so you guys know, Jared updates us reli- religiously about people committing to Clemson. And we don't that's care. We don't care about anybody. <laughs> yes. Like nobody yes. cares. Like Jared Jared would literally post something Say it. on Facebook and not get <laughs> one single like on it because nobody actually cares about anything. I anymore. get some likes. I have a okay, lot of Clemson It's Clemson
1: to the point now where yeah. I kind of
0: hope.
1: And, I, and I, I, I paid Clemson money. I took classes at Clemson. Just based off, Jared, I don't mind if they lose next year because I'm tired of hearing about all these recruits. So well, I you know everybody the wants the board, So I, I, yes. You know what? I, I'm, I'm hoping my boy yeah. from Oklahoma come through play well and then get the chip next year man let's let's go let's ball yeah. boy from alabama yeah quick
2: one one, one more Gina shout
1: hurts. out let's go let's go
2: I, I play you know this is this is getting into corporate golf tournament season um and you know every once in a while you see guys who have the best pencils in the world but my father-in-law played a tournament on friday and i want to give a shout out to the team that won this tournament shooting a grand total of 30 under a 42 <laughs> I, t- I tell you <laughs> I tell you what, I want to give a shout out to that team because they've got the best pencils in the and game. You know what?
1: What's crazy about 12, that? Every time, Eagles. every time when we do an awards ceremony, because I'm usually getting, uh, I'm usually getting uh, farthest drive, but I'm always waiting at the end and I see, oh, a grand total of like Jeremy said, thirty under. Knowing these guys ain't purchased no <laughs> mulligans, and I'm looking at <laughs> these guys come up as a bunch of sixty year old guys. And Shout out to all the sixty year old golfers, because I've been handily beat by some sixty year old golfers. Um, but I'm just like, like these. Like, let's go out and play now right now, and let's put up your little hundred dollar <laughs> gift cards you guys won by pencil whipping the whole tournament. But that's another. That's another story. That's another. It's a whole another podcast. <laughs> but uh, once again, guys, we we'll appreciate you guys tuning in, and uh, we'll be back back with you next week. We out.